Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFTN. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Kansas Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 71st birthday today. Happy birthday to Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana. Sure. Actually, no, I'm seeing here. Um, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. This is actually the... Um, this is the actor? This is the actor. Yeah. Joe Montaigne. From that great scene at the end of uh, Boogie Nights. From that great scene at the end of Boogie Nights. The Firecrackers. As well as, um, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, he's the voice of Fat Tony on uh, on The Simpsons. Okay. Right. And, All right. and he won a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. What a, what a career yeah. for okay. Joe Montaigne. Today is Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. Nine days until Thanksgiving. Single digits. Is nine days or a week longer? Nine days. Nine days is definitely longer. Where it gets fuzzy is like eight or six days. That's where it gets weird. Episode 661. 661, Dave Mays, OPS, and his Lester's Texas Rangers career. Who could forget his contributions in 1977? That's my line. On today's show, guys... Um, we're going to run through. We got we got a couple of, of things we got to clean up. We're going to do announce the uh, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, as well as the Army Values Schools of the Week, and then uh, speaking of the Army, speaking of the Army, it's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, if you tuned in, we did our bracket breakdowns, but we had two very special guests. Uh, we had uh, a Staff Sergeant. Uh, uh, let's see which one. Uh, Staff Brent. Sergeant Brent Holman, yep. thank you, yep. and Sergeant Corey Hogue, uh, two veterans who are longtime friends of the Don't show. Don't get those titles mixed up, right? Yes, yep. they will come after. Yes, um, two longtime friends of the show uh, who uh, happen to be veterans. Yeah. And so this was a Max Thompson brainchild said, well, why don't for Veterans Day, why don't we bring them in? And so we had them on to do our bracket breakdowns, uh, and that's where they are experts in. And now we'll ask them about something they don't know anything about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll ask them. Uh, we we, we kind of did what we call our, our inaugural Veterans Roundtable, where we talk with these guys uh, about their stories of service, uh, about what got them in the military, um, all that fun stuff. And then, you know, toward the end, if I may toot my own horn um, – I think I asked the most important question, which is what can me and you, two schlubs, yeah. who didn't serve. And anyone listening or watching this show. Yeah, anybody who are just civilians, like what is it that you can do uh, to actually help veterans in a meaningful way that, that will resonate with them? And so uh, it's a great conversation. We went on for probably too long, but I don't care. Uh, it's so worth your time. Please stick around is. and watch it. Stick around. It's, it, oh, I know we're taking a small break from football today, but I hope you guys will forgive us. I think this is a good uh, worthy break from football. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll get back to football tomorrow, I promise. But today's our Veterans Day special uh, with uh, two Army veterans, so stay tuned for that. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Let me pull up this read. Every Monday at noon, it's now Tuesday. TexasFootball.com will announce 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Voting then goes up at TexasFootball.com, and you can vote 
uh, early and often at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon. We announce the winner here on the show after that. The 10 nominees for the Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Hamilton running back Ian Nath. This game. Ran for 310 yards and four touchdowns. He had 16 tackles, seven tackles for loss, a sack, and he scooped and scored a fumble. That's all. No big deal. A&M consolidated quarterback Caden Fedora went through for 459 yards and nine touchdowns. On 24 of 26 passing. Pretty pretty efficient. Valley Mills running back Spencer Eccleston. 353 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Eight tackles. Three tackles for loss. He forced a fumble and he scooped one up. Cumbie running or wide receiver Max Whippler. Nine catches. 287 yards and six touchdowns for the receiver. Orange Grove running back Jared Furkin. 286 yards rushing. He caught three passes for 17 yards. He had five total scores. Children's quarterback Luke Latimer's back. 213 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns passing. 156 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Flower Bluff running back Isaac Mills. 271 yards and five touchdowns on the ground for the running Hornet. Abernathy running back and defensive back Cole Carlisle. So he had 138 total yards and three touchdowns. And he had three interceptions, and that's before he left the game with a broken ankle. Not bad. Kilgore linebacker Nesba Brown, 22 tackles. He blocked a a kick, and he recovered a fumble, or forced a fumble. Decent. And Lake Highlands quarterback Jackson Thompson, 345 yards and five touchdowns passing and 97 yards on the ground. So those are your Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Hamilton running back Ian Nath, A&M consolidated quarterback Caden Fedora, Valley Mills running back Spencer Eccleston, Cumbie wide receiver Max Whippler, Orange Grove running back Jacob Jared Furkin, uh, let's see, Childress quarterback Luke Latimer, Flower Bluff running back Isaac Miles, Abernathy running back defensive back Cole Carlisle, Kilgore linebacker Nesba Brown, and Lake Highlands quarterback Jackson Thompson. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with the U.S. Army is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the seven Army Values, loyalty, duty, respect, Selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. The Week 11 Army Value Schools of the Week. In 6A, Cy Ranch. In a battle for the District 15 6A crown, the Mustangs defense led the way while Logan McDougal threw for a pair of touchdowns as Cy Ranch finished off a perfect regular season with a 35-14 win over Tomball Memorial. In 5A, Lubbock Monterey with city bragging rights on the line. The Plainsmen started off hot and kept rolling, surging to a 42-13 win over Lubbock. In 4A, San Elizario, the Eagles brought home their first district victory since 2015 and clinched their first winning season since 1999 with a 28-18 win over Fabens. In 3A, Blue Ridge, the Tigers' ground game set the tone for the entire game, grinding out the tough yards and letting its defense do the rest, clinching the district runner-up spot with a 14-12 win over Paris Chisholm. I tweeted this last night. We had them pick last in district. I saw that. Yeah, they're coaches too, right? Yeah. Coaches in that district picked them last. Yeah. Pretty good, Blue yeah, Ridge. Man, crazy. Pretty good. I mean, that's a team 3-7 and seven and then made the j- jump to 3A. That's a bad combination yeah, of a, things. Yeah. A great year for them. In 2A, Albany, after starting the year 0-5, the Lions roared back, winning its final five games, all district matchups, including a 34-27 win over previously unbeaten Hamlin to capture the district title. And in 1A, Wilson! 
<laughs> wow. Thank you. The Mustangs took down Southland 63-56 to bring home their first district title since 1986, back before they made the move to six-man football. So those are your Week 11 Army Value Schools of the Week in 6A. Cy Ranch in 5A, Lubbock Monterey in 4A, San Elizario in 3A, Blue Ridge in 2A, Albany and in 1A, Wilson. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash school of the week. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out texasfootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get two magazines, 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which goes to press a week from today, which isn't terrifying at all for me. Nope. You get pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football. We'll mail both those magazines directly to you. You won't have to run around to the uh, the newsstands. You save on the tax, uh, all that fun stuff. You get those two magazines. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projections of every Texas high school football game, including every playoff game. It's going up tomorrow. Computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That continues throughout the playoffs as well. Uh, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our preseason or our, our, our premium high school football podcast with Matt Step and I. We're recording that tomorrow when he gets back from the Great White North. <laughs> uh, you also get uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and Greg Powers. All sorts of good stuff. All that stuff for a low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for one entire year. So if you start today, you won't have to pay again until November thirteenth, twenty nineteen. That's like at least three years away, judging by Max's, you know, feeling on time. Sure. And anyway, thanks a great gift as well. Get it for the Thanksgiving gifts uh, for the person in your life that you want to give that to. That's a good sales pitch, right? Could we put that on a shirt? Put that on a throw pillow. Yes. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, yesterday uh, we had the distinct pleasure of having two of our uh, good friends come in, uh, in uh, Corey Hogan, Brent Homan. Uh, but you may know them better uh, as Staff Sergeant uh, Brent Homan and Sergeant Corey Hogue. They are veterans from the Army uh, who served admirably, uh, as we found out, uh, many, many tours of duty uh, in a lot of different places. Um, and so we, we had the opportunity to bring them in for Veterans Day. We did our bracket breakdowns with them yesterday. Uh, but then we couldn't let them get away without actually talking about, you know, being a veteran and, and all that fun stuff. And, and their stories of service as well as what we can do as civilians to actually, you know, make a meaningful impact in their lives. Uh, as a result, it, it was a fantastic conversation. We could have gone on for hours. We only went on for about 45 minutes. But in any case, here's our inaugural Veterans Roundtable here on Texas Football Today. Back here on Texas Football Today, here at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership. And today, to be, we'll pull back the curtain, today's Monday, uh, and it is the observation of Veterans Day. Veterans Day was on uh, Sunday. And as a result, Max had the brilliant idea that hey, we've got these guys who comment on the show. We, I know we have a lot of veterans who, who watch the show, listen to the show, who yell at us on Twitter. Uh, and so we, we might as well figure out, we say, hey, you know, might as well bring in some guys and, and have a, a veterans roundtable. We did it with officials. They're in a the certain line of fire. Uh, <laughs> we might as well do it with, with the guys who are actually in the line of fire. It's a so, whole other level of respect. So we're joined. <laughs> to, uh, to my left over here is Staff Sergeant Brent Homan. Hello, Brent. 
Well, thanks for having me. And to my right is Sergeant Corey Hogue. Hey, guys. Hello, sir. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, first and foremost, uh, I want to hear, and I want to start with you, Brent. Um, I want to hear how you got in, in, you know, involved in the military. I mean, I don't think anybody really stumbles into okay. you know, military service. So I want to hear your story of how, how it got to be that you it, joined the military. Funny story. So I never planned on joining the military. Never planned. That's a okay? story. That's, that's, that's how it starts off. So I'm the youngest of three brothers. My older brother, Terry, he went and saw a recruiter. Recruiter said, hey, got him convinced to join the Army. Okay? And he's got my brother. Terry got me to convince to join the Army through the family program. Oh, okay. Saying, wherever he goes, I'll go. Mm. So we both say, yeah, talk to the recruiter, let's go. Went to MEPS, did the testing, hearing tests, physicals. Mm-hmm. He fails. Oh, I really? pass. Oh, my gosh. I get put on hold. He fails again. I still raise my hand, ready to go. Yeah. You, that didn't change your mind. No. You weren't I was, I was you already were, committed. You weren't joining on the condition that your brother gets into. Right. 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 So, yeah, I was third generation, so... My dad was in the army. My mm-hmm. grandfather was in Battle of the Bulge, uh-huh. World War Two. So, you know, was, I never thought about really joining it, but I didn't have really anything else to do. Yeah. I mean, I could have stayed working, you know, working kitchen manager, doing what, whatever. But you know, I want to go blow stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw a video for an infantry video, and I was like, I want to go do that. That seems I want to go shoot that. I want to go blow stuff up. Yeah. So okay. I, I imagine that's not an, an <clears throat> unusual path is being like looking at that and saying that looks like something I could do. And why not? You know, what, right. else, what, what else am I going to do? And, you know, that wasn't my only option. I could have done whatever I wanted, but I'm a guy and I like doing guy stuff. Yeah. And that's the legit guy stuff yeah oh, you know. for, uh, yeah, th- yes <laughs> yes agreed as somebody who would never do that and would probably not qualify as a legit guy agreed that is certainly uh, legit guy stuff okay so i stayed i went and he stayed man yeah man that's wild all right i want the same question for you Corey. i want to hear how you got involved <clears throat> i also was never going to join the military mm-hmm. ever coming out of high school my dad wanted me to go into west point and he was going to set it up to where I could get into West Point, get the recommendations needed, all that. So I'm not going to join the military, Dad. I'm not going to join the Army. So then I got married, and I had uh, a ready-made family and had another kid come along. So I got three three daughters, mm-hmm. and I have a wife. And good, that's uh, good. we have no money. <laughs> and so everyone thinks, oh, it was, it was September 11th that happened. Because I joined on June 13th, the day before the Army's birthday. In 2002. Okay. So it was that, it was, you know. Less, less than a year after 9 Less yeah. than a year after 9 So everybody thinks it was 9 11. There was a lot of influx of soldiers, of course, of people joining the military. Mine was not because of that, it's because we needed money. Yeah. And so I joined, uh, went to the recruiter, I joined, I told him I wanted to be a medic, and he said, uh, well, we have a um, air traffic controller job available for you. That's like a medic. That's clo- yeah, <laughs> real, close. real close. And when you look at what an Army air traffic controller does, that's not a smart thing to do. But I was going to do it. You know, I was ready to leave. It was in, so I got the flight packet done. I got the, the secret 
clearance done. I got all that through. But the day I was supposed to leave, my packet had not made it to Fort Rucker, where the training is, and they have to clear you to be a uh, air traffic controller. Uh-huh. So I wasn't going to leave. And it was going to be another, like, two months before I was going to be able to leave. So they said, is there anything else? I said, well, I know you said medic is closed, but if you have a medic slot open, yeah, I'll jump on that if it leaves earlier. Uh-huh. Amazingly, incredible, the Army had one open, surprisingly, because uh-huh. recruiters never lie to you. So <laughs> never true statement. True statement. Yeah, yeah. Never lie. So they had a medic position just magically come open that left in two weeks. Yeah. And so I ended up with what I originally wanted to do. Wow. And that's how I joined the army. Okay, I want to I want to take a moment and, and, and identify these these patches we got back here. Uh, uh, you guys brought in. Uh, tell me about these patches. So that's the first cat plat, uh, patch, and that's the U.S. flag patch that I wore in Kuwait. In 2000, 2001 through September 11th, and then both um, in Baghdad 0405 mm-hmm. and Balad 0607. Okay, so so then take me take me through and I, I, I take me through your tours of duty where where you where you've served. Deployed or uh, since I joined? Uh, well, let's just go ahead. Give, give me give me the full tour if you can. Okay, so I joined went basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia, okay. home of the infantry. Well, it's um, where real men become soldiers. Real men, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's home of infantry, so yeah. it's known for that. So I went from Fort Bend, Georgia, um, to Fort Hood uh-huh. in Texas. And, you know, I never left. Actually, I take that back. I went to uh, South Korea in 1999 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, funnest time I had in my military career was in Korea. Yeah, it was a yes, blast. It it's just a big, <laughs> yes, just a big party. Um, it was. Now that where I was stationed was Camp Casey. It's not. It doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. They closed it. Um, and then I came back, went from Fourth ID and First Cat and Fort Hood to First Cav, and um, at Fort Hood. So I just changed yeah. divisions. Right. Okay. I left Fourth ID and went to got stationed First Cav. Switch sides of Fort Hood, which is massive, by the way. Yeah. 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 There, there's a lot of people in Colleen right now going, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then uh, we went to Kuwait and the planned rotation 2000. Came back. September 11th happened. Went right back after September 11th and mm-hmm. went up set up on the border as a show of force during Operation Enduring Freedom. Right. And then came back in 0405, went to Baghdad mm-hmm. with uh, 27 Cav, um, which was Wild Wild West. Fun. ROE was really lax. Uh, what do you mean? Rules of engagement. Got it. Okay. Sorry. It wasn't. Sorry. It wasn't so political. Jeez. It wasn't political. <laughs> right. There's a lot of pil- uh, political. Yes. Nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh six oh seven, I went to Balad, Iraq. Okay. Got it. And then I got hurt in oh seven, and uh, yeah, and I want to circle back to that. Okay. In, in I want to hear about. I want to hear about uh, your tours. I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention my long family lineage of the army. Uh huh. You know, my dad served right uh, at the end of the Korean War. My grandpa was in World War II. I've got a cousin that was in. We got a long line of family. And, and typically you'll see that if, if one family line is Army, typically anyone that joins the military is Army and Navy and Air Force and, and so forth. But I started, I joined, uh, I went to Fort Lost in the Woods, which is now Leonard known as Wood. Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. Waynesville. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, uh, a wild Max appears. I know. That's 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 my old territory there. Yeah. We called uh, Waynesville's home of the Tigers. We call them the Waynesville Wusses. Yeah. I'm glad clever. to observe there. I know. Clever. Shot, shot but, as, but as the only other person here who's been through there, I'm sorry, Corey. Well, it's it's definitely desolate. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. So – and when I drive through there now on 44, I kind of just laugh when I go by right. like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I had my basic training. I got in, put into a rare all-males class. They had like 200-and-something guys. They didn't have any females. And so the drill sergeant said, well, just give us the 200-and-something guys, and we'll have an all-male class go through. And um, boy, was that a learning experience. That yeah. – um, that really shaped me over that basic training. That was because Fort Benning was all males. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's the only one that was all male. Everything yep. else had was usually mixed. I am grateful that I had that basic training. Was sent then to Fort Sam Houston for time, uh, AIT for my 16 weeks of training to become a medic. And from there, I was sent to Germany. I arrived in, uh, let's see, I was in Friedberg, Germany, lived in Bootsbach, but Friedberg and Gießen was all one, mm-hmm. one station. So I arrived in Gießen, Germany, and the day I arrived, they received their deployment orders for Iraq for two months later on Mother's Day of that year. Mm-hmm. So two months later, in that two months, got my family over there. That was fun. <laughs> got uh, deployed to Iraq in 03 and 04, got there... Got into Iraq June 1st, which is my mother's birthday, again. Mm-hmm. Great times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> stayed there at 0304. And uh, that was in Germany for a while. I got deployed again out of Germany in, in 2006 to 2007. Got back. They shut our post down. They were shutting down that, that uh, Friedberg in Germany, mm-hmm. where, where Elvis served, by the way. <laughs> no, longer, no longer there. Hmm. He lived in Bad Nauheim. Yeah, they have they have all the Elvis stuff up still and everything. <laughs> the nothing changed. The barber shop, nothing changed from when he was there. It was an old 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 post there. But um, went to uh, went got back. I said, you know what? I'm going home. I'm mm-hmm. going to Fort Sill. That's closest to home. So I went to Fort Sill. I was uh, attached to the hospital. I am not a person that should be attached to the hospital, so it didn't take them long to figure out to get me over somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And they put me with the Air Defense Artillery. And as soon as I got to the Air Defense Artillery, they said, you know what, we're heading to Korea. So then I got to go to um, Korea for a year. I was in, uh, good Lord, the, the name is now... It was outside of Seoul. I had a nice little CRC. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's actually a it's a Korean air base that I was at. I was Osan? At, oh, it was Suwon. It was Suwon. It was Suwon. Suwon. Osan is the American air base. It was Suwon, which is outside of Osan. Yeah. I know you have. I'm telling you things that you're not even <laughs> looking at the map right now. I'm staring into the camera. Osan's fun. Suwon is a is a small town in Korea of about okay. 1.1 million. Right. Sure. Because. South Korea is the size of the state of Indiana. It's the gram of... Uh, of <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's the size of the state of Indiana with 40 million people. Yeah. So, like, Seoul has 20 million people. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. so small town of 1.1 million sure. people in Suwon. You get lost easy. It is the fun. It was some of the most fun I had mm-hmm. in the military was that year in Korea. Got sent back to uh, Fort Sill and... Uh, 
from Fort Sill, I got put into the um, artillery area and the field artillery. And then in 2011 and 12, I ended up deploying to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And then I got back, and I'm sure we'll get to the reason what, what had me get out. Yeah. And then uh, I left in 2014, okay. January 2014. Okay. So I want to, so then I, I do want to kind of circle back because that kind of seemed like the next step in the process is you guys have these, these long military careers, these long careers in the Army, um, you know, these long, these long turns in the Army, if you will. And, um, but, but obviously you guys are not active duty now. Anymore. No, um, I wouldn't look like this if I was. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Tell me, um, I, w- I want to hear about. I want to hear your story. I want to hear the story of, of, of you know how you exited the military and, and, and what all of that. So we was on uh, deploy, deploy. Uh, sorry, hmm. um, patrol June 10th, 2007, and uh, it was the second uh, patrol that day. We had came in from a, a cache re, uh, recon the, that morning, got the, back this, late. Was, it, was this in Baghdad? This right? was in Balad. Balad, okay. Yep, north of Baghdad. Got it. Um, and uh, we are going out to uh, change out with another platoon. I was lead vehicle, and uh, I had just got the grids from uh, the platoon I was supposed to uh, replace to see where they're at because my uh, equipment inside my brother didn't work mm-hmm. and uh, popped up on my turret as Bradley commander and had my handheld uh, Garmin in my hand to get reception and ID went off took out my right arm my right eye and uh, a lot of damage a lot of damage to my right side mm-hmm Okay, um, and and Corey, I, I want to circle back and, and do the same thing for you about the you know the end the end of your your active military career. I got back from Afghanistan in uh, February two thousand and twelve, mm-hmm. and um, mine is far less heroic. My exit from the military is way far less mm-hmm. heroic. Um, in come about the summertime, June July, I uh, was having some chest pains and things of that nature, and so in August. I finally decided I could not tough it out, and I went to the doctor, went to the hospital about 2 in the morning, found out I had a couple arteries that were clogged, mm-hmm. uh, and had so I had some coronary artery disease. Since, I've had uh, two stents put in, mm-hmm. and uh, also a gallbladder surgery, which you wouldn't think is related, but it apparently is related <laughs> to that also. It all seems like the plumbing's all connected. <laughs> the, yeah, and a lot of my plumbing's not the same anymore. <laughs> I've had a couple of surgeries on that, and uh, but once I once they found out I had the um, the heart disease, there really wasn't much of an option. It was pretty much you're you're leaving. You know, don't do anything. Try to uh, stay alive. It, it, I know. At the time, you won't believe it. Now, at the time, I was actually running about six to ten miles a day. Mm-hmm. I was in some of the best shape of my life. I was thirty-five years old, and um, all of a sudden, I got heart disease. So, yeah. yay, yay! Is not <laughs> We're talking with Staff Sergeant Brent Holman and Sergeant Corey Hogue here on Texas Football today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF today. Um, and so, Brent, I, you know, I, I want to ask you because I think that a lot of people who maybe had gone through who had maybe gone through something like that. Um, I think they'd regret joining the Army. I think they'd regret 
I, I, I'll, just, I'll speak from my perspective. I think if that happened to me, I think I'd have a, I'd have a lot of bitterness okay. towards, towards what that. That's just that's me. I think that's the way I'm, I'm wired. Uh, I, you know, I don't know your heart, but at the same time, you don't seem bitter to me. You don't seem mm-hmm. like you regret joining the army. No, it was it was you know I miss it. I, you know, they gave me an option after I got hurt after going through all my rehab and when I was you know as normal as possible mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, with my injuries um, I had an option to stay in and you know they wanted to put me behind a desk mm, yeah. me being a grunt you guys you guys both had a similar reaction to a desk <laughs> as we um, sit behind a conference table yeah. <laughs> as, as I now sit behind a desk most days to do my work so yeah. I was not yeah. wired to do that mm-hmm. I would have gone crazy so me and my wife had you know a blunt conversation and I took the medical retirement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a rough journey. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been low points, been some high points, but overall, you know, it's all about attitude. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it mm-hmm. because I made some of the best friends, yeah. lifelong friends that you can't put a dollar sign on it. Yeah. I mean, there, anytime I need something, I can call them. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you miss. You don't miss sweeping the motor pool. <laughs> you don't miss picking up the trash. And the yeah. po- what they call police calls is, yeah. you know, you're out there picking up everybody else's cigarette, cigarette butts and all that stuff. You don't miss that. Yeah. But you miss the people. Yeah. You miss the camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, there is no bigger brotherhood than what you get inside the military. And those guys are with you forever. Uh-huh. And... Um, whether you like them or not, when you get out, you tend to start to like some of those people maybe you didn't like because yeah. you, you have a different view of it, you mm-hmm. know, from once you're out. And it's a tough transition to civilian life. Mm-hmm. It It's a lot harder than a lot of people realize to transition. And I didn't think it would be that hard, but it, it is a really tough transition. Yeah, because I was going to say, it seems like you're going – I mean, it seems like you're going from a – place that you are in not constant danger but there's you know there's more danger in your life you're going from a more dangerous situation to a less dangerous situation but but that that transition is difficult i think my transition is probably harder than a lot of people Mm -hmm. because i went from being a soldier to being in charge and being Mm -hmm. respected and being good at what i did Mm -hmm. to being a stay-at-home dad so i love my kids Gavin, Grace, Gabe, um, you know, it was, it was a tough transition. That's not what I was built to do, mm-hmm. but it made more sense for me to do that, right. to make that transition, to be a stay-at-home dad. Right. You know, every day you wake up when you're a soldier and you go around the same people, you're around your buddies, and you have that camaraderie and that conversation, and you do you do it to even – Without deployments, you do things with these guys that nobody else experiences. You're sitting out in a tent in weather like today where the wind's howling and it's cold and nasty and snowy and rainy. into a tent trying to stay warm. And you're in a tent. You're trying to stay in the conversations and the fun and the laughter that you can get out of that and the character that it builds, you know, that you get together. There's nothing like that. And it it is tough. When you go, you know, when you're a civilian, you go into a civilian job, there's the respect level that we're used to, whether you're the one being respected or the one respecting others, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And so it is a really tough adjustment to get used to a civilian job. Um, 
so I'm hello civilian. Um, <laughs> that's that's me. That's my yeah. lot in life. And um, you know, I'm, I think that for maybe a lot of people, um, Veterans Day rolls around, right? And it's a day that the NFL lets someone parachute into the stadium. You know what I mean? Like that's what that means you know that that's how that you know or, and they give a lot of money to something sure yeah you know there's <laughs> but that's you know when, when veterans say or maybe it's it's the day that you know a politician tweets out something about you know that or say, yeah. like i want to hear from you know from you guys uh what veterans day means for you what when this when this time of year rolls around what was it what does it mean to you i'll, I'll start with you Corey. for me it's more remembrance mm-hmm. you know i Everybody always, you know, it's great. The restaurants, they're supportive. It's a free meal day. I don't take advantage of those things. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that's for me. I feel that's for the older generation that had it much harder than me. You know, I, I have a great respect for the World War One and Two. Of course, there's the two World War Two that's still living. The Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You talk about having it hard. We were spoiled on deployment compared to those guys. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of respect for what they went through and and the hatred they felt when they came back too. You know, there's a lot of issues there that we never had to go through. And so, but for me, these days are more of remembrance days of the time I had with my friends and, and the guys we lost. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's that's really what it is for me. So I I keep it more solemn. Yeah, I choose. I don't want to be. I, don't, I choose not to try to stand out too often. Yeah. Be recognized that much because it just to me that's a little bit of a not like a sticking point but it to me it's kind of i don't deserve it you know it's mm. not for me i don't deserve that and so all right I, i'll disagree with you but go on so <laughs> yeah, well, i get that and but the younger soldiers too that are currently serving uh-huh. let them go get those free meals too yeah because you know what they probably need that they're not getting a lot of money let's be honest sure. they need that also so let them guys and let the the older generation, I, mm-hmm. you know, let them go get that kind of. So stuff. so in a lot of ways, you you kind of, um, even though Veterans Day is supposed to be about you, you want you you celebrate celebrates wrong word. You observe it in the same way that I do as somebody who do never served. Yeah, well, and I, I it's more of an observance of memories for me yeah. you know i mean the kind of like memorial day veterans day to me um i don't put pictures up yeah. i just and, and i don't i have i love the guys that do i mean all your pictures that you put up i sit there and looked at every single one of those i love those things yeah but for me personally i just there's i don't know what it is i'm, I'm different i'm wired a little bit different i understand that i don't feel that i'm i need that i'm deserving of that you know right. what i mean not me i i'm not I, I think it's something that has to do with being a medic. You're always serving other people. Interesting. That's that's an interesting point too. And I think that's really where it comes down to is as my career as a medic is all about him. It's all about these guys. Yeah. Getting them back safely, taking care of them, and taking care of as I became a, a sergeant, taking care of my people. Mm-hmm. And so, Veterans Day, I just kind of keep that same. I'm taking yeah. care of them. It's not about me. It's about you. All right. What about what about you? Uh, Veterans Day is what I think is reaching out to all my friends that I know. Mm-hmm. Like I tried, I did a Facebook post, Corey just referenced it, and you can only tag 100 people. 
but there's like five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever actually found out what the limit is. And he that, apologized. That, that makes sense. Yeah. But, he, he apologized for it only being able to tag. Yeah, many but people. No, you know, sense. there was. Yeah, I started to laugh, but that was there were so me. many other people yeah. that I wanted to tag, but I couldn't. I could yeah. if I did another post, and right, you know. But you know, it's every Veterans Day. The people I served with mm-hmm. as infantry, we are extremely close. Because when the bullets start flying, if you don't like them, whether you like them or not, you're going to cover that guy six. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's – I mean, you always have their back. And that bond and that relationship, you, there's – I mean, it's just – that friendship lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, if I talk to you once a year, yeah, we're, we pick up, like, where we were. Right. You know, it's, it's – that's how veterans are, especially ones you served with. Um, and then the other thing, it means acknowledgement. I mean, acknowledging the other veterans out there still serving. I think Veterans Day is very important. A lot of people get Veterans Day Memorial Day confused. Mm-hmm. Today, Veterans Day is the day you think of soldier that's serving actively mm-hmm. or retired. And, and that kind of kind of you know goes into the, the next the next thing I want to talk about is. Um, I I I know how I I know how I feel. I'm sure Max feels the same way in the sense that like um we are, you know, we're civilians. We did not serve and you know they probably wouldn't take me at this point, I don't think. Um you're getting up there. They be yeah, I'm getting up. Yeah. I'm getting up. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there and they're like this guy talks a lot. Um but uh so I I I didn't serve and there is Part of there's a, a big part of me, and I'm sure Max feels the same way. That like that's a debt that we won't be able to pay. It's like it just won't. You guys have done something for me, you know, not me personally. Thanks for coming on the show, but you've done <laughs> something for me that I can't give back to you. And so my question for you guys is, what can I do, knowing full well that there is this debt that's not going to get repaid, and I that's. That's okay. I've come to grips with that. But what is it that I can do to at least chip away at that? You know, less than 1% of the American public ever actually serves in the military. It's the 1% club. It, it's, it's the true the, 1%ers. Yeah. It is. And, and really, it's bad. it's actually getting down to about 0.5%. Yeah. And so when you think of that, you're you're in the 99% club. Right. You know, and what can you do? Yeah. You know, Veterans Day is awesome because everybody. Mm-hmm. But think of a veteran every day. Yeah. Thanks. Veterans have veterans go through, you know, things that other people don't, and uh, you know, it's um, so if you're there every other day, you know, that's Veterans Day is that that might be part of it with me. Mm-hmm. Is you know I've got a really strong group of friends that I can depend on mm-hmm. in the military and to get me through some hard times and uh, a wife mm-hmm. but uh, as a civilian if you you know whatever struck me and you don't I mean you're how are you gonna know who's veteran and who's not if you saw me walking on the street you'd have no idea if I was a veteran no, nah, I'd probably say he's probably a small college football writer. <laughs> you have no idea. So in a lot of ways, you know what? Treat everybody well, first off. Yeah. Be nice to everyone, especially on Twitter. Be nice to everybody, please. Be nice to everybody on Twitter. He, 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 he needs you to be Pepper. nice to him on Twitter. <laughs> but, 
when you do see a military member, mm-hmm. especially an active one, and they're in a restaurant or something, if you just even pick up their check, yep. They that means so much to those guys, and it's happened numerous times. And, and if you don't want to be known, mm-hmm. don't be known. But I promise you, they will be the most grateful person in the world because they didn't have to pay ten bucks. Because that's because the thing is for me, and, and you know, you said like thank a veteran, and like that, like that's you know, it's, it's cliche. I mean, it's right. It's easy for me, and it just it it. I don't know. For me, the way I'm thinking, the just way I'm wired is that here's this big debt, and it's like. Saying thank you is like, okay. But like, does it does that's mean... That's what you tell your kids to do, you know what I mean? But it's like smiling at somebody without saying a word. You yeah. can make that person's day yeah. just by smiling. But that does, and you can make that veteran's day by saying thank you. So somebody comes up to you and says, thank you, you, know, thank you for what you did. I'm like, grateful. That, that means a lot to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like I get, you know, I got purple heart plates. Because mm-hmm. I'm missing an eye, whatever. Um Two-eyed people. Um, <laughs> Sorry, man. I get I get notes left in my windshield all the time. Uh-huh. Even in small town, Graham town, people are very appreciative of their veterans. We have a war memorial on the town square. Mm-hmm. There's not very many towns across the country that still have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and they'll just leave a note thanking me. And I, I have them. I save them. You know, you know, another thing, too, and this is one thing, one area that uh, I didn't realize till, well, I got divorced before I got remarried to the wonderful wife I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to throw that in there. That Shout is, out, Alicia. Yeah, that <laughs> got to. Um, when you return, mm-hmm. find out where a base is around you, and when soldiers come back home, be there for the single soldiers. Because mm. oh, that's, oh, that's really interesting. Because <laughs> let me tell you, when I returned from Germany on my second tour, I didn't have family there. I did on the first one, mm-hmm. and I did on on my Afghanistan. And but when you return and you're a single soldier, and you come back and you're home, and they say you're dismissed, and the family's all run, and the kids all run, they go hug daddy. As a single yeah. soldier, you walk away. This is literally what happened. I walked away with a couple of buddies, and we went. What do we do now? Where's the beer? <laughs> that's really, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I could, I could definitely say that's something I, I would never thought Which of. Which is another thing, too. If you see a, a person wearing a veteran hat somewhere, it, you know, I'm a beer. A beer is, uh-huh. that's universal for man code. For, yeah. Thank yeah. you. You yeah. know? Just, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody. That. And, and, and like we talk about being nice to people, you never know. Hold doors for people. You know, hold yeah. a door open. This world has gotten crazy. We we all we all in a rush. Stop and hold a door for the person behind you. Show some gratitude to yeah. to you, to everybody because you don't know who that person is or what they, what through. they're going through. Okay, so I, I want to close this out with with one more thing because we, we were talking before we came on the air that Max was going to put up um, the 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 website for um, for a couple of organizations that are, that are pretty well known, and um, and we were having this conversation that, that you guys. Um, there's there's some organizations not that you're you're you say stay away from but that you're leery of but more importantly there are other organizations you guys are really passionate about you guys really know it. I, I want to give you guys an opportunity to, to shout out the, these organizations that that people can donate to people can help out uh, because you because you know they're good or you've had personal experience with them. There's a lot of them you got to be careful of. I will say that okay. definitely look into. But uh, Wounded Warriors is one everybody knows, and, and yes they. They raise a lot of money, but they do a lot for the soldiers too. When, 
we when we take an injured soldier to the hospital, they had bags. They would they'd have T-shirts because soldiers get to the hospital when they're wounded. They don't have anything. Yeah. They have they're getting transferred out to another hospital, most likely for surgery, yeah. and they have nothing. They didn't pack a bag. They didn't pack a bag yeah. for te- no. You don't pack your injured bag that day. I didn't you know? have pants. <laughs> I didn't have pants. You didn't so, have pants. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so they have they have shorts and they have boxers and they have t-shirts and you know toothbrush, toothpaste, the necessities that you're going to need mm-hmm. because your uniform. If you get injured, it's cut. Off, like, yeah. It's cut. It's cut. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're going there with nothing. Literally, you got a blanket, mm-hmm. and so they've got the things there for you that you need to get you when you get to the hospital until they can, until other things can be provided for you. They've got some things to keep you comfortable, and that, that's really, right. really nice. That's a good one. Okay. All right. So I got a couple. Okay. Um, I've been pretty passionate about carrytheload.org. Mm-hmm. Um, what that is is every Memorial Day weekend, they do a road march in Dallas in Rivershawn Park. Mm-hmm. And it's a seven-mile lap, and you carry your buddy that you lost mm-hmm. on your back. And you walk the whole time you're there. And remember, it's carrying him on mm-hmm. your back. Um, it's really emotional. Um, if you haven't been, I'd suggest going because it's it will move you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, there's another one funny story is, uh, the guy that started this, I was going through, uh, occupational therapy at Fort hood for my numerous surgeries. And he was in there and I told him my story. Um, at the time I was, uh, uh, with the arm bass anglers. I was one of the original eight that started it. Original five actually. Um, and told my story, told him what fishing's done for me, and he was he was not in a good place at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, fast forward a couple more years, he's retired, um, and uh, he starts Hookset Brothers, which is a group of veterans that have gotten together that take out soldiers that are dealing with PTSD. They take them out fishing, they take them out hunting, and. Little did I know, he said, you inspired me to do this. Hmm. And, you know, it made me feel good, but that's when I realized I need to share my story mm-hmm. and get it out there. Because if I can do it and I can get out from that dark place that I was in with no hope and not knowing if I could ever hold my baby again mm-hmm. um, or I didn't have a baby, if I could pick him up, you know, the, the things that go through your mind are crazy. Um, if I can get through that and tell my story, then maybe I can inspire just one more person to get out from that dark hole and get out there and live life because an injury should never define who you are. And I, I did that and there's been articles written about me. Um, so, and it's called Hookset Brothers. Look them up. Right, hooks, it's dot org. Yeah. That is, yeah. One more thing I'd like to mention also. Okay. And again, it doesn't get said enough. The families. Mm-hmm. You know, when a soldier's deployed, the families don't know what's going on. The soldier does. They know what they're going through. But also when a, when a, when you become a veteran, you know, the wife deals with me. Yep. That's not easy. Nope. 
There's not I mean, enough we, medicine. You've been, you've been sitting here for 30 minutes. And it's I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough medication in this world to make me likable. <laughs> you know, there just isn't. And um, I feel for her, really. <laughs> no, it, it, it is tough. I, I yeah, no, it is. I mean, but the points well taken. In, in reality, joking, I, yeah, yeah. you know what? I like to joke about it. Sure, sure. Because I'd much rather joke about it than think about it otherwise. Sure, yeah. Because it is hard for my wife. When I have dreams and when I wake up <laughs> or I don't sleep much, mm-hmm. She's got to deal with me. She yeah. gets to deal with cranky me. She she's got to be there when the dreams are happening, and you know she hears. I just don't want any more of these. Yeah, she's there. Right. The families and, and not you know not just wives, mothers and fathers, kids. Mm-hmm. It affects kids too. Kids, yeah. you know, it, it they understand. They they see. They kind of can sense some of that also. And my daughter, you know, she's a senior. She fully understands when daddy's sleeping. We're not going to go up and touch him, right? You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it the right way and then holler from across the bedroom at him, uh-huh. you know, and, or they make sure I'm awake before they let my little two year old come and run and slap me in the face because that'd be a really <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. a really good thing to do, you know. But yeah. it's little things like that. But uh, the families are super key, okay. and if the veteran doesn't have that family support, they probably need some support somewhere because mm-hmm. families are huge. Mm-hmm. So, just a little story. Uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the internet, man. We we got all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I married my wife a day before I deployed. Oh my gosh! Okay, I got blown up nine months later. Uh-huh. So you could say our marriage started off with a bang. Okay, <laughs> you can um, say that. We will not say that. You can say that. And she. Stuck with me. A lot of wives, early on in a marriage, wounded soldier, no future, don't know what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. They would have bailed. Yeah, yeah. She didn't, mm-hmm. and I love her for it. Mm-hmm. So, and she's had to deal. I mean, there's been days she's just wanted to drop me off somewhere and drive away, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I probably deserved it. Tell her to call Alicia. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they're they're close. Telling you, yeah, yeah. T- I'm telling you, they could definitely talk but, about uh, how bad that is. You know, it, it takes a strong woman to go through and stay with what I gone, th- what yeah. I had to go through over and over and or ever sur- every surgery, every setback. But she stuck with me, and we have three beautiful kids, and we're happy, and it's awesome. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better person. I definitely married up. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's goal. Well, that's know, a goal in life. Yeah. I mean, I will write say. That down. Yeah. I will say you're extremely lucky because during my second deployment is when I found out that my ex-wife is uh, an ex for a reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we're talking about families, uh-huh. uh, you know, when I say they, they don't know, my, I would call home. And this is, is funny. In 03, we didn't have much of anything. We didn't even have air conditioning till September. And it was too late in the 150 degrees to have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. I called home on my dad's birthday, and it was like $2 a minute to even make a phone call oh then gosh. on a satellite phone. I called home on his birthday, and he informed me that Uday and Kuse had died. Right. And then there was another time I called, and he said, so I heard uh, they caught you know, Saddam, and we I had no idea any of this. You're like you're like cool, <laughs> but, but my, probably the worst one though. He know they knew where I was. Mm-hmm. I called home one day and he goes, "So you guys had a rocket attack, huh?" 
Oh, Dad, Yahoo is bad. <laughs> Get off the news. You're like, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> but they, that's what they did. They yeah. just watched the news sure. for anything that would do where I was at and, and stuff. That You know, you don't do that if you don't care. And that's as hard on them sure. as it is as it is on the soldier. You know, that's really difficult uh, on, the, on the families. And then my current wife, I, you know, I met her in Germany from a uh, – a buddy, they were talking and stuff, and they were interested in each other and all this, mm-hmm. and they had met on the internet, and then I ended up taking the phone, and we, we developed a friendship mm-hmm. that lasted for seven years until finally mm-hmm. we were both in the right, and I said, you know what, let me tell you how I really feel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple years later, we were married, and now we have uh, the senior in high school who is outstanding with Allie, and then I got uh, little Gabe that is a two and a half and mm-hmm. a lot of energy. He's a lot. He's a lot I've, of energy. I've, I've met him, right? He oh, was at, yes, he was you met him. Games. That's yeah. right, yeah. Oh, he'll be there. You I think have, he was bad last year? We both year? have Gabe's. Yeah, we both have a kid named Gabe. And mine's 17 months. Is that an army thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a G thing in my family. <laughs> when you see Gabe this year, he was easy last year. Oh, now my God. He's, now he can run and climb and all that. Ooh. It is Staff Sergeant Brent Homan and Sergeant Corey Hogue. Um, guys, I, I don't know if anybody else will tell you this today, so I will tell you. Thank you very much for all you've done. Uh, we, if, if it weren't for what you guys did, we would not be able to do what we do. We were doing the show earlier, and you were talking about how uh, you're like, this is work? It's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and we are probably not appreciative enough every day that the thing that you laugh about is our work comes at the expense of what you guys actually work at and so thank you very much really and truly um i i meant what i said that's not a debt that we can repay but i can promise you that we will try our best to do it that's all i can say do you need a hug <laughs> he loves now, surprise Max, hugs Max, he loves surprise hugs man finally he <laughs> thank you for having us here hey, too. yes thank you seriously because it's awesome and you guys this new studio is it's amazing sad. awesome it is awesome and you guys we built are all it just awesome. for you every single yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just for veterans you finally, day you finally got here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you guys you guys are so awesome and you know ishmael shehan the whole crew wow. you guys are just impressive well yeah. we i, I promise we you we, we the the feeling is mutual there you go how about that so Perfect. you like one eye guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can cut it there. <laughs> there you go. There's our inaugural veterans roundtable, <clears throat> um, and uh, a special thanks once again to uh, Staff Sergeant Brent Homan and Sergeant uh, Corey Hogue for coming in. I like how you came in like very, very flat there after that ending because I'm sure you don't remember at the end when they were giving you crap already. Mm. We're all laughing, and here comes Greg. That was our special. Well, there you go. I mean, what do you want me? I, I don't know. It was awesome. I've slept since then. Um, in, in a uh, in a reassuring moment of faith in humanity, mm-hmm. right? Our commenters showing the love. Mm-hmm. Good. So thanks for sticking around, guys. Thanks for listening to that. Everyone who listens on the podcast, if you want to reach out to us and send a, send a message to Brent and Corey, we'll I'm sure they'd love to hear it. We'll get it to them. Uh, but we, we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did because it was totally worth it. Uh, and, and judging by the number of comments, this, this apparently needs to be an every year thing for veterans day. Boy, twist my arm. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work. No, we would love to do this every veterans day. It was great. 
It was fantastic. Uh, so we appreciate uh, Staff Sergeant Brent Homan and Sergeant Corey Hogue for hopping on with us. I think we probably skipped final thoughts today. Right? Yeah, I okay. think that that was the final that thought. Do you want to tease tomorrow's show at all? Because there's a couple big things tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, Craig Way will be on the show. Uh, tomorrow, we will announce the 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Woo, there it is. the Year Award. There it is. So tune in for that. Hold on to your butts. Uh, tune in just for... for for sports. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please, be, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.